0: Uh, How many of you would say that you are a different person today than you were in high school? How many of you are thankful that you are a different person today than you were in high school? I can tell you right now that I am so, and some of you are like, I'm still in high school and I wish I was a different person. Some of you are thinking way back in the memory bank, it's like, did I go to high school? Um. I, I am a much different person than I was in high school, and for that, I am very grateful. Uh, I, in high school, I, I, I'll be honest, I was kind of a jerk. I was kind of a bully. I was loud. I was brash. Um, I, I just kind of spouted off all the time. I was really just not a, not a, a good person uh, in high school. Uh, and so uh, I, I had a friend of mine. Um, there were four of us guys who hung out. Uh, all of our senior year, the summer before our senior year, we hung out, we did all kinds of stuff together, and uh, we had a blast, you know, but there was this one guy in our little group of friends, these four of us, and I'd pick on him all the time. Little guy, you know, I, I'd, uh, I'd tease him, I'd, I'd make fun of him, I'd punch him in the arm and stuff like that, and, you know, I was just, I'd just pick on him. I, I'd bully him, you know, and, and uh, I, I, I remember when I found something out about him, We were all in the band together and we went down to Camp Tecumseh for a week of band camp. And so we go down to band camp. We're going to learn the show. We're going to learn the the marching band show that we were going to do that year. So we go down for band camp and we're doing all this stuff. And and toward the end of the week, it's probably Wednesday, my friend says to the other three of us, he says, "Uh, i got to leave early. We're like, what do you mean? He's like, i got to leave early. Because uh, I got to go take a test, and I'm thinking, what kind of test do you have to take? SAT, ACT, driver's test? What what kind of test you got to take? He said, well, it's none of those. I said, okay, well, well, what kind of test do you have to take? He says, I have to go test for my black belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I got to go test for my, my black belt in Taekwondo. And I said, are you serious? He said, yeah. I'm like, y- you're going to be a black belt in Taekwondo? Said, yeah, if I pass this test. <laughs> I said, you mean all those times that I was picking on you and I would punch you and all, you could have kicked my butt at any time during that? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Just a little guy, black belt. Fortunately for me, taekwondo is a defense-oriented martial art. It is not an attack mode because I would have been thrashed time and time again. If, and if I had known, right? And, and so here's the thing. Uh, that is called strength under control. That is called restraint. Knowing that you could do something and not doing it. Knowing that you could thrash the bully and not doing it, that is restraint. That is restraining your temper. That is restraint. I mean, that, that's some serious restraint right there. That's called meekness. And we live in a world where we need more meekness. We need more restraint because we live in times that where nobody restrains their anger. Nobody restrains their temper. Nobody restrains their vengeance, their desire for revenge, their, their violence, we live in a time where there is very little restraint. Think about it. You know, we our schools, our, our churches even, have become uh, violent uh, places where violence takes place. School shootings, church shootings, uh, mall shootings. I mean, it, Nobody restrains their anger. Nobody restrains their temper. I get mad about something. I'm going to go do something about it. Uh, Somebody hurts me in some way. And I'm going to go do something about it. Somebody gets mad. uh, Somebody angers me and I'm going to do something about it. Uh, Somebody hurts me and I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to go get some revenge. And, And revenge is never eye for eye. It's always eye for two eyes. It's always a little bit plus. It's like you hurt me. I'm going to hurt you plus. That's vengeance. And we don't restrain our tempers. We don't restrain our anger. We don't restrain our desire for violence or vengeance. And we live in very violent, vengeful times. And it's scary. We live in a world that needs more restraint. We live in a world that needs meekness. And today we're going to continue in our series called Hashtag Blessed. And this series is all about the Beatitudes. Uh, the Beatitudes uh, were nine blessings that Jesus pronounced at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is Jesus' longest recorded sermon in the Gospels. It's three chapters, Matthew 5, Matthew five 6, and 7, chapters 5, 6, and 7. Uh, and at the very beginning, Jesus pronounces nine blessings on the world. Uh, as he's teaching his disciples in the crowds that were following him up on a mountainside. And so these nine blessings we are looking at one at a time uh, for nine weeks. Uh, we started this a couple of weeks ago by looking at the first beatitude, uh, which is blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, we talked about how when we come to the realization that we are spiritually bankrupt, that we have spiritual poverty, uh, that then we are truly blessed. When we realize just how spiritually bankrupt we are, we have blessings. Uh, And and that blessing is knowing that we are on the right track to heaven. Then last week we talked about how blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And it's not just mourning sadness, it's mourning our spiritual condition, mourning our sinfulness, mourning the sin and the evil and the wickedness that is in the world. We talked about how when we mourn those things that God has promised to comfort us. And today we are looking at the third beatitude, Uh, blessed are the meek, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Before that, I want to let you know kind of where we're going. We're going to finish up this series uh, at the end of July, and then in the month of August, we're going to talk about relationships, the four most important relationships in our lives, and we're going to talk about that in the month of August, Uh, and then in the month of September, we're going to do a series on finances called How to Be Rich, Uh, and so that's a four-week series that's going to start in September Uh, and then in October uh, we're going to do a series called what a difference a day makes and it's how people had encounters with God and what their life was like before they encountered God and what their life was like after they encountered God uh, and what a difference a day makes so that's where we're going over the next several months Uh, but for right now we're going to talk about how blessed are the meek as we continue this series through the Beatitudes so if you brought a Bible you want to follow along it's really is just a one verse sermon we're going to use a lot of supporting passages, uh, but we're in Matthew chapter 5, and verse 5 is where we're at today. Um, so I want to read this first part, of, uh, and we're going to take this in two parts. So the very first part of Matthew 5 says this, blessed are the meek. Simple, right? Blessed are the meek. The meek. Now, I've been teaching you some ancient Greek words along the way. Uh, the New Testament was written in ancient Greek. The word for blessed is the word "makarios." Uh, it means blessed or happy. And so, blessed, happy are the meek. And the word for meek or meekness is the word "praus." And "praus" literally means mildness of disposition, gentleness of spirit, or meekness. Uh, and this idea of, of meekness is one that we don't see very much in our world. It has to do with humility. We live in very prideful times. But it has to do with humility, this mildness of disposition, this gentleness of spirit. So mildness, gentleness, meekness. This is what it means to uh, be, have praous. Um Now, I want you to know this about meekness. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is strength under control. Uh, if you are following along in your GFCC app, Uh, That's the first blank you're going to fill in there is meekness is strength under control. Uh, If you have the app... you know, and you haven't gotten your phone out yet to use it, go ahead and do that. But if you haven't gotten the app yet, uh, make sure that you go to uh, your app store, whether it's the iTunes store or whatever they're calling it now, uh, or the uh, Google Play store, and search for GFCC, and you will find the GFCC app. You can do all kinds of cool stuff with that, including follow along with the sermon notes with the Bible verses, as well as some blanks to fill in along the way. Uh, So we're talking about how meekness is strength, Under control. Just like my friend uh, could have thrashed me in high school, he restrained his anger and his temper and he uh, demonstrated meekness, this strength under control. Jesus described himself as meek and gentle and humble in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, and this is what it says. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That word gentle there is that word for meekness, that word praus, and it's that word for meek. And so Jesus says that I am humble and meek, I am humble and gentle. And the important thing to realize is that Jesus was not a wimp. Jesus was not weak. He was meek, but not weak. Uh, think about the time when Jesus uh, cleared the temple, when he drove the money changers out of the temple with the whip. That is not a weak man, but yet Jesus would restrain his uh, temper, and his own temper, his own anger, uh, except in times when it was a holy anger or a righteous anger, such as in the time when he drove the money changers out of the temple. Um, but he was meek and gentle and humble, and he is our example of how we are to be when it comes to being meek, gentle, and humble. There are things that we can get angry about. There, are, there There's things that we should be angry about when it comes to having a righteous, holy anger. Uh, but when it comes uh, to our tempers and flying off the handle, no. We need more meekness. We need to have that strength, that anger, that, that desire for vengeance under control. Okay, so uh, Jesus says, uh, I am gentle and humble in heart. I am meek and humble in heart, and meekness and humility go together. Uh, We see this also in in Paul's letter to a a young preacher named Titus. In Titus chapter 3, 1 and 2, it says, Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities. There's a whole sermon there. Uh, To be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. There's that idea of meekness and gentleness. To be meek and gentle toward everyone. Now, uh, he told Timothy, a young, his young protege, in 1 Timothy 6.11, But you, man of God, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness, meekness. That humility and that gentleness and that meekness. This is what we are to pursue as followers of Jesus. We are to be meek and gentle. We all know Christians who are far from meek and gentle, Right? from humble we don't want to be those kinds of christians we don't want to be those kinds of christ followers who are not uh, gentle who are not humble okay uh, in galatians 5 and 23 paul describes the life of someone filled with the spirit he says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And so this idea of gentleness and humility and meekness all goes together. We are to be meek. And if the Holy Spirit has filled our lives, if we are following the the guidance of the Holy Spirit, if we are filled with the Spirit, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus and, and you believe in Him and turn away from sin and repentance, you confess your faith and get baptized, God not only washes away your sins, but He also fills you with His Holy Spirit. And when his Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you, he, the Holy Spirit produces uh, this kind of fruit in your lives, including gentleness. Uh, in Colossians 3.12, Paul told the church at Colossae, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness or meekness, and patience. That we are to put on the clothes of meekness, that everywhere we go, we should be clothed in gentleness and meekness. Again, meekness is not weakness, it's strength under control. And so while we could uh, lose our tempers, and while we could get angry over certain things, we need to control that. We'll talk more about that in just a couple minutes. But there is a promise that goes along with this idea of meekness, that if we will be meek, and, and again, what, what Jesus says, blessed are the meek, uh, it says, uh, Jesus continues, and says, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Now, uh, the, the Greek word for inherit uh, is, clair- I'm going to say this wrong again, kleronomeo, there we go, kleronomeo, say that five times fast. But, um, so, this word kleronomeo means to inherit or to be an heir. And there is a difference between taking the earth and inheriting the earth. One is very violent, the other is very meek. So instead of going out and saying, we're going to take the earth, instead we're going to be meek and inherit the earth. And when we are meek and when we are gentle, we are humble, God promises an inheritance to his children, to his kids. And we have this inheritance, this promised inheritance of the earth. Now this comes from the Psalms. Jesus is literally quoting one of the Psalms uh, in Psalm 37. So verses 8 and 9 of Psalm 37 say this. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. And then he says, uh, this, David says in Psalm thirty-seven eleven, but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. So Jesus is quoting from Psalm 37. The meek will inherit the land. The meek will inherit the earth. Restrain your anger. Restrain your desire for vengeance. Restrain your violence. Restrain your temper. And you will inherit the earth. And like I said, there's a difference between taking the earth and inheriting the earth. And so God has made a promise to those who will be meek that they will inherit the earth. And, and we're not just talking about the land like this strip of land in Palestine. And we're not talking about the physical earth. We're talking about an earthly kingdom. Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this idea of this uh, inheriting the earth uh, is more than just the physical land of, of, of earth. It is a new heaven and a new earth that when Jesus returns, he has promised he will cleanse the universe with fire and and everything will be laid bare and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And this is the hope to which we have. This is the hope to which we look forward to, this new heaven, this new earth. And those who are meek will inherit the earth. Those who are humble will inherit the earth. So what does this mean for you and me? What does this mean for us uh, on a daily basis? What does this mean for us this week? I've got a couple of steps that you can take. Uh, if you want to be more meek, the first step is don't seek vengeance this week. Restrain your anger instead. So this week, there are going to be things that happen in your life. They're going to cause your anger to arise. They're going to cause your temper to flare. They're going to make you angry. They're going to make you frustrated. Uh, you're, going to want, you're going to be tempted. Oh, you're going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted to lash out against someone. Could be your wife or your husband. That they're going to do something that is going to anger you and frustrate you. And you're going to be tempted to lash out and lose your temper with your spouse. And you've got to remember this sermon. So I don't care if it's Wednesday afternoon. And you get a text message or you get a, a phone call. Or you walk in the house, it's been a great day, and, and, and he's like, what are you doing? Or what did you do all day? Or she's going to be like, why did you leave me here with the kids all day long? You know what I'm talking about, right? There's going to be something that happens in your interaction with your spouse, and it's going to be like, Ugh, she drives me nuts, or he is driving me crazy. And you're going to be tempted to lash out, to lose your temper. And, and am I, I'm not the only one, am I? Can I get an Amen. Oh, yeah, we're all in the same boat, rowing with different oars. Um, But you're going to be tempted to lash out and lose your temper. Don't seek vengeance. Don't seek violence. Don't lose your temper. Don't get angry. Restrain your anger instead. And here's the thing. You can't do it on your own. You need help. And that's when you need to stop and breathe and pray in that moment. God, I want to lose my temper so bad. I want to... You know, it could be your kids. It could be your, I heard somebody say yes. It could be, it could be your kids. That they're going to frustrate you or they're going to anger you and you're going to be tempted to lose your temper and just let them have it. You're going to be tempted uh, to, to lose your temper with your kids. Don't lose your temper. Restrain your anger. Restrain your temper. Somebody at work is going to sabotage something that you've done. Or sabotage something that you're trying to do. Somebody at work is going to try and sabotage you. And you're going to be tempted to get vengeance. You're going to be tempted to get revenge. It's like, oh, really? That's how she's going to do me? That's how she's going to treat me? That's how she's going to, she's trying to undermine me? She's trying to, or he is out to get me. I know he's out to get me, and I'm going to get him before he gets me. Nervous laughter, nervous laughter, nervous laughter. Your desire for revenge and your desire for vengeance has to be restrained. You are a follower of Jesus Christ. You are a Christian, and Jesus says, if you are my followers, that blessed are you when you are meek, when you restrain that that anger, when you restrain that violence, when you restrain that desire for vengeance, when you restrain your temper, blessed are you, for you will inherit the earth. And like I said, you can't do it on your own. You've got to stop, breathe, and pray. And just say, you know what? Before this situation gets out of hand, before this, because it does, when you lose your temper with your wife, or she loses your, her, you lose your temper with your husband, when you lose your temper with your kids, or kids, teenagers, I know you're in the room, and you're going to be tempted to lose your temper with your parents. And it may not be to their face, because you're still scared of them. But... I, I was there. I was there. going in my room. <laughs> ah, teenagers. Any of you? Oh yeah. You know, and you go in your room, and you scream and you yell. You want to, you just, you know, you want to say something mean to your parents. You want to say something cruel. You want to, you want to get them. You want to, you want to hurt them. You know, I hate you. Oh, as a dad. Oh. I'm very blessed. I've never heard those words. I got an almost 13 year old, but I I, I got a feeling. (laughs) I got a feeling. He's about to turn 13. Those words, they may come. This could be the year. Got to restrain your anger, got to restrain your temper, restrain your desire for violence or vengeance. Whether it's your parents, your spouse, your kids, your grandkids. And grandparents are like, you know, no, my grandkids are angels. I just get to send them home when they drive me nuts. Restrain that desire for vengeance and violence. Restrain that anger. Restrain that temper. Be meek and gentle in your dealings with your spouse, or your dealings with your kids, or your dealings with your grandkids, your dealings with your co-workers, your dealings with your uh, your neighbors, restrain that desire for vengeance and violence. Restrain your temper. Restrain your anger. Because your next step, remember the promised inheritance. Remember there is a promised inheritance, and so it's not just you know. It's a good thing to do uh, to restrain all of that. No, there is a promise that goes along with when we restrain our anger, when we restrain our temper, our, our violence, our desire for violence, our desire for vengeance, when we restrain that, there is a promise that goes along with it, and that is the promise of, of the earth, that we will inherit this new heaven, this new earth. And again, it's nothing that we take by force. It's nothing that we take by violence, nothing that we take with vengeance. It's when we are humble. And when we are meek, and when you are gentle, you have this promise of an inheritance. You are a child of the king. I've told you this before, and I mean it. You are a child of the king, and that means that you are a prince or a princess in God's kingdom. How are you going to live? Are you going to live uh, like like an ordinary Joe? Are you going to live like you're not that special? Because you are special. You're the child of the king. You are a prince or you're a princess in God's kingdom. Live like it. You know, we uh, some Americans follow the royal family. Maybe you're one of them. Uh, my thing is we want a war so we don't have to. Um, <laughs> 243 years ago. Anyway, so, uh, but if you're one, you know, what do they do? Like all the tabloid magazines on the, at the supermarket, when you're waiting in line at some grocery store uh, where there's 10,000 people in line, and and it's not moving very quickly. You know where I'm talking about. Anyway, um, and you see those tabloid headlines of everything, everything that the prince or the princess does, right? Somebody is always watching the prince or the princess, and guess what? Someone's always watching you. You're a prince. You're a princess. Someone's always watching you. Maybe your kids are watching you to see how you're going to respond to a situation, How you're going to respond to some situation where you're going to have a desire for revenge or a desire to lose your temper or a desire for violence. Someone's going to cut you off in traffic. Remember your promised inheritance before you lose your temper. Remember your promised inheritance before you get violent. Oh yeah, you're going to cut me off? Be careful. You are being watched. You're being watched by your kids, by your spouse. By your co-workers. And they know. They know that you're a Christian. At least they should know. And they're waiting to see how you're going to respond. Are you going to live like a Christian? Or are you going to lose your temper? Like someone who's not a prince. Someone who's not a princess. Don't lose your temper. Don't lose. Uh, don't, you know, let your anger go. You've got to restrain it your desire for vengeance, your desire for violence, your anger, your temper, you got to restrain it. Because there is a promise that if you will do that, you will inherit the earth. Like I said, we live in very violent times. Schools and churches being shot up. Violence everywhere you look in the streets in the city of Chicago, the city of Gary. All around us there's violence. People seeking revenge, people losing their tempers. We got to be different. We need to be meek. And there's a promise that goes along when we are meek. We will inherit the earth. Next week, we're going to keep talking about these beatitudes. We're going to keep talking about these blessings. But I just want you to remember this week that when we restrain our anger, and when we restrain our desire for violence and vengeance, and when we restrain our temper, there's a promise. We will inherit the earth. And we will be truly hashtag blessed.